Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Tuesday the 5th of September 2023. I'm Adam Lang. Every afternoon, we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed down 0.1% today to 4,314 points after a mixed trading day. The market barely responded to the Reserve Bank's decision to keep rates on hold, which was widely expected. Utilities and energy were the worst performing sectors over the day, while healthcare and consumer staples held up best. New data from the Australian Bureau of Statistics shows a drop in commodity prices has dented the nation's account surplus over the June quarter. In terms of companies, best on the bourse was healthcare giant Imugene up 3.1%. IGO was up 2.4%. That's after the company told the ASX that chairman Michael Nossel had personally bought an extra 20,000 shares in the business. The worst performer was, again, Chalice Mining down 13.4%. Its share price has been falling since it released a scoping study for a new mine last week that disappointed investors. Analysts at Jefferies today downgraded Chalice to underperform. West African resources fell 4.7% and Qantas shares continued to fall but slowed down 0.2% following CEO Alan Joyce's decision to leave the company two months early after a bruising few weeks. Story number two, the ATO is warning the nation's two million landlords to make sure they aren't making dodgy deductions with property investors' tax refunds going up while most people's returns are shrinking. There are some valid reasons why landlords would be claiming more deductions this tax time. They include interest rates on investment property loans. They've gone up. The cost of repairs and improvements has risen. Insurance premiums are higher and other expenses have also climbed. Costs are apparently climbing faster than rents though. Regardless, the ATO is concerned about property investors getting their returns wrong, particularly when claiming a deduction on the interest of their investment loan. It seems some landlords are refinancing an investment property and then using a portion of that loan to cover their own personal expenses. You can't claim that. Story number three, bankers may soon have their bonuses linked to climate targets. NAB Chairman Phil Kronikin has put the idea on the table for his executives. This is becoming a trend in Britain with NatWest and Barclays linking long-term bonuses to climate goals at the banks. Kronikin says he is attracted to the idea and open to doing the same at NAB, provided reasonable measurements can be found. He isn't convinced the methods to track this are mature or stable enough yet, but clearly when the metrics develop, he thinks it makes sense. This would most likely be in the long-term incentive category with Bendigo and Adelaide Bank already making 10% of their long-term bonuses related to people and the planet. Environmental, social and governance, that's ESG metrics, are pretty commonly used now as part of executive pay, but shareholders want these measures to be clear. Story number four, Melbourne-based glass bottle and can maker Aurora is putting $2.16 billion on the line to buy a French business called Saver Glass from a US private equity group. Aurora is raising $1.34 billion to help pay for the purchase of the business. Saver Glass is a major producer of top-end spirit bottles, including Grey Goose, Hennessy and Glenfiddich, with the majority of its revenue coming from specialist glass bottles. It has six factories across France, the United Arab Emirates, Mexico and Belgium. 
Cost of living pressures have raised some concerns about the ongoing demand for alcohol, but Aurora CEO Brian Lowe said they don't see the volatility other discretionary spending areas do as they operate in the top end of spirits and wine. Interestingly, this is similar to what Treasury Wine Estate said during earnings season, with budget booze drinkers pulling back on spending, but luxury brands like Penfolds holding strong. And story number five, Chevron's two major liquefied natural gas plants in WA will start to feel the brunt of worker action, with the action starting in days and already due to escalate to longer strikes next week. The strikes are kicking in from 6am Thursday and will be initially about 10 hours a day, but the Offshore Alliance has just notified Chevron that these strikes are just the beginning. They'll be stepping it up to rolling 24-hour stoppages from September 14. This will continue for a fortnight at the Gorgon and Wheatstone facilities. Those two facilities are the source of 7% of the world's LNG supply and about half of WA's domestic gas, so it is a potentially huge disruption. The new action will include a ban on maintenance work too. That's it for the afternoon report for Tuesday, the 5th of September, 2023. We'll be back tomorrow morning with Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Adam Lang. Enjoy your evening.